one. Ladies and gentlemen, the New England Patriots have finally lost. And all I can say is, yippee! Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, we're going to laser focus in on football this week because we're going to the next round of the playoffs and I'm super excited after the four crazy games we had this weekend. So stick with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. And welcome, welcome to the Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast with me, your host, Nick Drago. Just like a monkey's uncle, we're here every week to provide you all the sports news and entertainment from the previous week while giving you some insight onto what's going to happen over the next week. If you like what you hear, find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook. Just type in that search bar, Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. That's me. All right. I had a great weekend this weekend. I just kind of relaxed, went to go see some friends in Maryland, came back here to watch the Eagles game. Oh, they lost. That's right. That's okay. It's okay. Come on. We didn't really expect them to win, did we? I picked them to win. I knew they were going to lose. Why did I pick them? Okay, well, beyond that, there were four really crazy, really cool games this weekend, and each one of them was fun, action-packed, unique. There wasn't a single blowout in the house, and even a couple head-scratchers there. My power went out for the Saints-Vikings game. So, um, yeah, I missed that whole crazy overtimeness. But it, it's okay. It's all right. We're going to talk about it. Uh, for, sorry out there for your basketball hockey fans. Uh, we will kind of get back into that stuff next week. But uh, today, I, I really just want to focus up on football. And uh, so, yeah. Let's start there. We're going to go through all those games from this weekend and talk about the, the the teams that won their next matchup coming up in the divisional round. All right. So, all right. So the first game from this weekend was the uh, the Bills and the Texans. And honestly, I was quite surprised to turn the game on uh, after the half and to see the Bills were up sixteen nothing. Yeah, Josh Allen looked like a pretty legitimate starting quarterback, and the rest of the team was following suit. You had a huge game for guys like Singletary. Allen himself ran for 92 yards, um, but Singletary had 76 yards re- receiving and 58 yards rushing. Frank Gore got into the mix, too, who, by the way, is uh, cr- still crushing it. I-, I mean, he's been the guy's been playing since, what, like, 03? And he's still out there crushing it. Anyway, so they were up pretty much uh, the entire game, and then all of a sudden, Houston started chipping away, and coming back, and uh, after sco- a couple of scores later, right, it ended up being nineteen to uh, ni- nineteen to sixteen. Right, Bills then tie it up. A couple of seconds left on the clock. We go to overtime, where Houston eventually gets the win through a uh, field goal. Um, really huge game. Deshaun Watson. I mean, the guy had two hundred forty-seven yards, one touchdown. He was twenty for twenty-five. Um, you know, he too led the team in rushing, but, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, man, 90 yards, averaging 15 yards per reception. They really, you know, if they want to win again next week, he needs to be on his game. But remember, they still also have Kenny Stills behind him who had 11 and a half yards per, uh, per reception as well. Although he only had four. 
Um, so, so you know, next up now, they're going to end up playing the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, that's going to be the, um, looks like that's going to be the 3 o'clock game on Sunday. Kansas City is by far the favorite to win this game. They played in week six. Um, now back in week six, right, uh, Pat Mahomes didn't look too hot. <laughs> uh, ended up uh, injuring his, his, he had an ankle injury at that point. Um, and so the Texans, um, Texans really stuck it to them. Um, if they want to win this game, right, they got to, like I said, keep Deshaun Watson in the mix. Um, he needs to, uh, he needs, he needs to get the ball out there, get it to DeAndre Hopkins, get it to Kenny Stills, whoever he can. For the Chiefs, uh, you know, it's just give Pat Mahomes the ball. The Texans have given up 33 touchdowns, 33 passing touchdowns this year, um, which by the way was fourth in the NFL. So in my head, it's a no brainer that the Texans are going to have a hard time getting up against Mahomes. Now, what really could help is having J.J. Watt back out there. We saw during the uh, the Bills Bills Texans game that uh, he was a game changer. You know, all of a sudden he started getting loud and proud. He really willed Texas to that win, and and they should thank him for that because before he was getting his face up in in the uh, the grills of the Buffalo Bills, and that rhymes. That's sweet. Uh, it really didn't seem like it was going to go their way. So um, you got to give him credit. He's obviously an X-Factor player, somebody you want to watch out for. Uh, somebody I would look out for on the Chiefs is Tyron Matthew. Uh, so there was a, uh, uh, Juan Thornhill, right, the other safety for the Chiefs. He's out with a knee injury out for the season, so that puts some extra pressure on Matthew. You know, he wasn't all-pro, um, or he will, you know, he did make it to the all-pro team this week. But he's going to be playing against Watson all day. He's if he can get a turnover, a pick, something, he's going to be up against Watson. You'll see him against DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills. Um, he's going to be all over the field for uh, for the Chiefs, and that is in my head the biggest X factor because you can shop, shut down Watson, you shut down this entire team. He is the only reason. Well. If, He's not the only reason. I just went on this whole rant about JJ Watt. You know what I mean. He's a big. He's a big part of the offense for the Texans. Um, so that to me makes the most sense. You know, as far as the Chiefs go, and, and I really talked a little bit about this um, the other week. Obviously, you know, Lashawn McCoy um, has been struggling. He he got to rest for a couple weeks. You know. They want him primed and ready to go for the playoffs. They're a high-throwing team. They really don't need to run the ball that much. But LaShawn McCoy is another player to watch out for for Kansas City because he hasn't played in a couple of weeks, mostly just to give him that extra rest. He's an older guy. Plus, the Chiefs did uh, manage to pull in Terrell Suggs. And yeah, it was probably more just to keep him away from the Ravens, but it is going to help bolster that defense. All in all, I'm going with the Chiefs in this one because... Obvious reasons. It's Pat Mahomes. The guy has been unstoppable uh, these last two seasons. And and really, I don't know if they could win the whole thing, but uh, he's going to take them pretty far and could be the next Thomas W. Brady. Yeah, we're going to get to Tom. Don't worry. So uh, speaking of Mr. Thomas Brady, the New England Patriots uh, lost to the Tennessee Titans 20-13 to 
like I said at the top of the show, I am so happy about this. And I think the rest of America can be happy too. Even Patriots fans might be relieved to finally say, well, it, it had to end sometime. Tom Brady will need to retire. Oh, he is 43 years old. Cut the guy some slack. Listen, this team has been far too good for far too long. How did the Titans do it? A number of reasons, but really the biggest, and, and if you watched our, our show last week, our little playoff preview midweek, um, I think every single one of my guests, we had three, basically said Derrick Henry's the way to go. Give that guy the ball as often as you can. Derrick Henry carried the ball 34 times in that game for 182 yards. This was ground and pound football at its best. And man, Derrick Henry, the guy is a bull. I mean, you can see the play. For those of you watching us, uh, watching on your home screens on our YouTube channel, uh, they're showing a couple plays right now, and almost all of these are, are rushing plays. Henry running up the middle here for a first down. You know, he's just been an unbelievable asset to the Titans and doing exactly what everybody expected him to do after, you know, breaking high school records, coming out of Alabama. You know, th- this guy's going to be a huge player in the NFL for years to come. Tannehill, meanwhile, so so uh, Henry ran the ball 34 yards. Tannehill th- threw the ball 15 times. He made 15 attempts. Eight of them were caught. 72 total total passing yards. Mariota even got there, got out there for a play. For one play, four yards. It was fantastic. But uh, Tannehill really didn't need to throw the ball when your rushing is that good. Um, for the Patriots, it was a ho-hum game for Tom Brady. The guy was 20 for 37, you know, 20, 20, uh, 20 receptions on 37 attempts. You know, he threw 209 yards, an interception. Yeah, that's right. Tom Brady threw an interception. He was in the end zone with with seconds to go. It was, you know, th- this game came down to the wire, right? Tom Brady was going to make this mad charge up field. It was that situation we've seen time and time again, and Tom Brady ends up throwing a pick. Really, it was tipped up by uh, by uh, the intended receiver and brought down and, and pick six. But um, either way, a move that Tom never should have made. Uh, and, and honestly, I was saying to, to our friend who was there, he should have just taken the safety, and then they would have had a great field position and, and maybe have gotten another shot on the ball. But that's a whole other story. Um, either way, Titans are going to go on to win this one, and they now have a date, oh boy, with the Ravens. Um, it, it's going to be a rushing fest uh, all all the way. I mean, the Titans in total had 2,223 yards this season. The Ravens had 3,296 yards, right? Number one and number two in rushing yards this season. Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry. It's going to be a real, like, smash-mouth, ground-and-pound kind of game, and I, I kind of love that. Um, what do the Titans do? How do they, how do they win this one? Obviously... If you're gonna if you're gonna run the ball, if you're gonna run the ball, you got to do it a lot. Uh, Tannehill's not the strongest passer. Um, you're going up against a guy that has all the tools. Lamar Jackson can run. He can throw. He can do a backflip. I don't know if he can do a backflip, but uh, now I kind of want to see him do one. Um, you also have to have a strong defense because the Ravens they are strong in the first half of these games. Um, I, I think they were the best first quarter team in the NFL this season. Um, and really just if the Ravens stick to their usual, usual formula, I mean, this is a no brainer win for them. Um, I think the biggest, the biggest, uh, 
person to watch for in this game is going to be Ryan Tannehill, right? He barely threw the ball. Um, he, he was, he had, he had a huge second half of the season. I think he was like the number one QBR quarterback, uh, in the last five, six weeks of the season. So he has the talent and he's a strong player, but, um, you know, he's, he's the biggest X factor. If he can get off and he remains, you know, throws the way he's been throwing the second half of the season, there is a good chance that he could at least make this a close game. But again, the Ravens are really darn good. I, I mean, really good. Uh, I'd very much like to see the Titans win, win this, but, um, you know, I really, I gotta go with the Ravens on this one. Um, I, I just think, I just think they're too good. They're too much. Uh, the Titans, you know, struggled against a team like the Patriots. You know, New England, yeah, had the best, had one of the best. I, no, I think they had the best defense in the league this year, but, um, they, their offense was terrible. And so here you are against the best defense of the league. You managed to get, uh, 20 points, you know, whatever it was. Uh, no, 14. They won 14 13. Is that what it was? Um, either way, you, you know, you score, you score however many points you scored in this game. No, they had that touchdown 14. It was about 20. Let's say it's 20. Sure. I don't care. Anyway, um, you know, now you're going against a team like, a team like the Ravens, who are not just going to score 13 points and lay down like the Patriots did. They're going to score a little bit more than that. And uh, that's that's where the big X factor is. They are high defensive team, but they're a high-scoring team as well. Now, before we go to our commercial break, I do want to talk a little bit about the future of the New England Patriots. I know. I just Look at that. Look at that Jets sign back there. You think I want to talk about the Patriots? I don't. I really don't. But I will. Because we kind of have to, right? Tom Brady is technically a free agent right now. Um, according to our insider with the New England Patriots, Joe Calabro, who was on the show last week, he's been cutting ties with all of his uh, Boston charities. He sold his home. He's uh, seems like the type of guy who no longer wants to be around the New England area. Um, I don't see Tom Brady retiring the way he went out this year, he know, he still has some left in the tank. He's only, you know, how many touchdowns behind Drew Brees for, for all time. And, and really, it's the two of them are going to go. They might go back and forth next year. I don't think he's going to just stop. You know, he, he still has a lot of potential and really didn't have a lot of great pieces around him this year. They tried to bring in Brown. They tried to bring in um, uh, Josh Gordon, and it didn't work. They tried to bring in Mohamed Sanu. It didn't work. Um, so yeah, in a better situation, he may have had a better season. Uh, he also had the number one defense. So, you know, that does say a lot. Uh, it's hard for a 43 year old to walk onto another team and instantly, you know, be, uh, understand their system. He's never played for another organization. He's played for the same team for, you know, 20 years. That's a pretty tough thing to do as well. Honestly, I see him going back to the Patriots. Uh, he might. He did say he's not going to give them a hometown discount, which also makes me think he's going to, you know, he could leave. The, you know, I, I just, he wants to win for sure. There aren't many teams out there that are in a position to win, but don't have a really good starter already. Uh, so, hmm, I got a thing now. When Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, right, we knew the Broncos at that point, they had an amazing defense. 
their offense was terrible. They had some pieces, just didn't have a good quarterback. Bam, you throw Peyton Manning in the mix, they made it to two Super Bowls and won one of them. That's the type of team Tom Brady is going to be looking for, is his second wind kind of team, a team that could literally carry him to the top. I don't see there being any team out there right now that really is ready for that kind of jump. Uh, maybe the the Browns? If the Browns hold on to all their receivers, uh, that's a potential play. Um, but that's the only team I could really think of. So, all in all, I don't think Brady's done. I think he's either pa- playing for the Patriots or he's going to play for a, a, a team that's ready to make the jump and possibly win a Super Bowl. That That's it. You know, maybe the, the Jets? I don't think that's possible. I don't think he'll even want to come play for the Jets. Either way, we don't need to go in there. Anywho, we're going to take a commercial break, and when we get back, we're going to break down the uh, the NFC games from this weekend and the coming up, upcoming, coming up, upcoming NFC games that are coming up or upcoming. Whatever. Stick with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We'll be right back. Hello friends, I'm Nick Drago. Yes, you know me from Sports 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 with Nick Drago, but did you know I had another podcast? It's true, I do. It's called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. Myself and my good buddy Jamie Grum like to discuss, well, everything. Random topics from the future to the Wild West to what the heck are lanternflies. We talk about it all. So if you're interested in some fun and entertaining entertainment, join us on Big Spoon, Little Spoon. We pick a random topic out of the hat. We talk about it, knowing no knowledge of what it's going to be before we pick that topic out of the hat. And then we do a little bit of research, come back and see what we learned. So if you're interested, check us out. Again, it's called Big Spoon, Little Spoon. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting apps. You can find us on YouTube, on the Facebook. Um, You can also email us with ideas that you want us to talk about on the show. Email us at uh, wehateforks at gmail.com. Again, wehateforks at gmail.com. Plus, we got Volume 2 coming out in the new year. So check back at the end of this, uh, January. At the end of January, we're going to have some new episodes for you. But you can check out Volume 1 in the meantime right here. Well, not right here, but right now at this moment. Just not after you finish this podcast. Then, then go listen to that one. All right. Thanks, friends. Hope you enjoy the rest of this show. But there's another good one out there, too. All right. I'm done now. talk a little bit about the Saints and Vikings game. This was an awesome, awesome matchup um, with a lot of 
questionable play calling per usual for the Saints. I feel so bad for Drew Brees, man. Every year I feel like this guy gets eliminated on some ridiculous call. Anyway, let's ignore all of that for a second. Um, this was a game the Vikings were going in 2-11, and all-time in the playoffs on the road. Haven't won a road playoff game since 1988. And here they go playing the New Orleans Saints, a team that many believed could, would, and should win the Super Bowl. And yet the Vikings came out on top in overtime. Honestly, this was an incredible, incredible game. Um, and really it, it came down to the wire. I mean, Kirk Cousins throwing a huge Hail Mary pass. Uh, well, I guess it wouldn't be a Hail Mary because, uh, well, it was caught uh, by, I believe it was Thielen who caught it, went out of bounds, and, the, and then that set them up for the, uh, the final play. Either way, it was a pretty big game for, uh, for New Orleans. Uh, actually, it was Diggs? Did Diggs catch that one? No, it was Thielen. Anyway, uh, sorry, let's go back to this. Um, uh, Dalvin Cook had a huge game and, and we really knew he would, you know, 94 yards, uh, 28 carries for him. Kirk Cousins really only completed 19 passes, uh, but he did throw 242 yards. He did have the, uh, the one passing touchdown was to, to Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph, uh, in the, the waning seconds of the game, uh, for the Vikings to go on and win it. That was ginormous and, uh, and, and really was the icing on the cake for them. Uh, unfortunately, Drew Brees, uh, you know, threw an interception. Uh, he did throw 208 yards. Really, a, a, kind of an off day for him. You know, the one touchdown to I think it was to Hill. Um, and and with all the with all the the players that the Saints have, uh, I really thought this was going to be a higher scoring game. Uh, they were limited to 20 points. They were limited to just the one passing touchdown. Uh, Vikings took over. They beat history. Now they're going to have to beat history once again. Uh, since 1990, the eight, the six seeds, since 1990, six seeds in the playoffs are five and 19. Not very good odds for the Vikings. In fact, I think, uh, the six seeds have lost eight consecutive games in the divisional round. <laughs> um, so Kirk Cousins, if he wants to win this one for the team, he's got to once again disrupt history. By the way, congratulations to Kirk. This was his first ever uh, playoff win. So um, they're playing the four. I, did I say they're they're playing the 49ers? They're playing Jimmy G. You know, they're playing a team who uh, was unbelievable this year. Uh, literally, they I think they went 9-0 and until losing their first game, 10-0. and um, Their defense was beat up a little bit towards the end of the season. I think those last uh, couple weeks, they averaged over 30 points a game. Uh, those are not stats you want to hear towards the end of the season. Granted, yeah, they, you know, you rest your starters as you're getting that far in. But, um, you know, it, I, I still think the 49ers are going to pull this one out. I think the Vikings are good. I think Kirk Cousins good. I just don't think they're good enough. They have some huge players on this team. I mean, Stefan Diggs, you know, very well liked in Minnesota, especially after the Minnesota Miracle a couple of years ago, uh, which by the way, again, was against the Saints. Um, but you also have, um, uh, uh, you know, Thielen, who, uh, by the way, I, I didn't mention he had 135 yards in this game, uh, somewhere around there. Um, he, he had a huge, huge game as well. 
Um, and he always seems to, you know, he's a, there he is right now. If you're watching our YouTube channel, um, so I, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. I think it's going to be closer than we think just because the Chiefs defense is a little beat up right now. Um, and the Vikings, you know, they're riding the high of this win. I think you're going to have a pretty close game. Uh, in fact, the only games the 49ers lost were really close. And, and I mean, they, they lost on last second plays to the Ravens. They lost, I think, on a last second play to the Falcons. And then they lost a really close game to Seattle. So, um, yeah, I think you, you might see a really close game, and, and the Vikings have a better shot than you may think. Just get the ball to Dalvin Cook, get Cousins firing up that locker room, and you could have yourself a pretty good match. And the last game of the, uh, the last game of the weekend was Eagles and Seahawks. This game was for the birds. Right off the bat, you can see Russell Wilson there with a pretty huge run. Uh, that pretty much sums up the day. Listen, the, the Seahawks, although their offense wasn't fantastic, um, they kind of ruled the roost the entire day. Philly kept it close. It was still a one possession game, uh, for, for the most part. Uh, they didn't score a single touchdown. The worst part though for the Phillies was that, or the Eagles, sorry, I always do that. Uh, Carson Wentz going down nine minutes into the game. Uh, that, that was huge. Uh, he had a concussion like symptoms, went to the tent, ended up being pulled from the game. And now they throw in Josh McGowan. In fact, this is the play right here. You can see Dejavion Clowney, uh, hit him in the head. McGowan comes out and, uh, doesn't do a fantastic job. He get the, get the, got the job done, kept it close, you know, whatever it may be. The one thing that really is, uh, was racking around my brain this entire time throughout this whole game is, and I, I've been saying this, I said it all year, they should have just given Foles whatever he wanted. I know he wanted to be a starter, throw the money at the guy, make him the backup, because you know at some point or another, Wentz is going to get hurt. He has never stayed healthy, he's never played in a postseason game, here you are in the perfect situation, he ends up getting injured, and now you're stuck with Josh McGowan. If Nick Foles played that game, I know Nick Foles, I don't think Nick Foles is the greatest quarterback in the world, but if Nick Foles played that game, the Eagles would have won. Hands down. They would have at least scored one touchdown and and probably done enough to get them over the top over the Seahawks. Now now the Philly the Phillies. Philly is gonna be kicking themselves over letting him go. And they should. I personally think that that was a big mistake by Philadelphia is letting Nick Foles go. That being said, let's talk about the Seahawks. Let's talk about Seahawks playing Green Bay next week because um, this should be a fun one. Listen, these two have has, has some crazy uh, crazy games like the Fail Mary on Monday Night Football. That was a fun one. Um, you know, they played in the NFC, the 2014 NFC Championship game, right? Seahawks came back from a 12-point deficit, won that game in overtime. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a fun setup. I'm kind of excited for this one. Uh, Russell Wilson, obviously, he's had an MVP caliber season. Um, Marshawn Lynch looks like the same player he was the last time he played for the Seahawks. Maybe not in this particular play, but, uh, the guy is a bull and man, he was just, he was pounding the ball. There was the, the one touchdown he had, uh, there were four Eagles players trying to stop him and he just pummels through. I mean, the guy's basically just a brick wall with legs. Um, and yeah, he doesn't look like he's in the best shape, but that might not be a bad thing. Maybe you just you just need that big beefy monster to just cut right through. 
Uh, reasons like that, I think the Seahawks are going to win this one. The Packers struggled this year, and uh, I, I was very vocal about this last week, is that they beat three teams with winning records, the Vikings twice and the Chiefs with without Pat Mahomes. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers hasn't shown up, and I think that um, they really relied heavily on Aaron Jones, which is fine, but now Aaron Jones is going to have to stare down to Javion Clowney. And I didn't get a chance to really talk about this uh, last week, and I was a little disappointed that I didn't. I, I, and I have it in my notes from last week. To Javion Clowney, I knew he was going to have a big game today. I just knew it. Um, yeah, he hasn't been great all season. Yeah, the pass rushing hasn't been great for the Seahawks all season. Clowney is basically playing with, with the abdominal strain, and he just just threw his body into this game. I mean, he was the one who hit Carson Wentz, and granted, it wasn't an intentional helmet-to-helmet. Um, it just sort of happened, unfortunately. Here's the play I was talking about if for those watching with, with Marshawn Lynch, um, where he just pummeled through four guys to score the touchdown. Um, anyway, back to Javion Clowney. I, th- I love the matchup, him and Aaron Jones. I think it could be really exciting to see. Uh, you know, Jones had... Over a thousand rushing yards. That's most by a Packer running back in five years. Forty-nine recep- receptions, which is most by a running back in sixteen years for the Packers. That is, uh, not in total. So, um, yeah. In overall, I'm actually going to go with the Seahawks in this one, uh, only for the reason that I just Aaron Rodgers hasn't gotten going this year. You know, Jones might show up big, but he also could be stopped by Clowney. Um, I don't love the Seahawks. But, like, I, I don't love what the Seahawks have put together here, but they seem to have all the right pieces right now, and they seem to be in the better position to beat Green Bay in Green Bay and go on to the next round. Take one, three, two, one. And before I, uh, before we, we close out the show, there's a couple of stories that I, I want to share with you guys. So this one time at band camp, no, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk sports stories. Okay, first, Cowboys coaching situation. Jason Garrett is officially fired. Adios. See you later. Goodbye. Hello. I mean, goodbye. Um, the writing was on the wall for this one. L- listen, the Cowboys were literally taking... Um, they were taking uh, uh, interviews for the coaching position. They brought in Mike McCarthy. They brought in Marvin Lewis. You know... They weren't going to hold on to Jason Garrett, and Garrett now is free to go to the Giants or whatever other team's going to want him. The Giants and Garrett have been ter- paired for a long time. Last time Garrett's contract was up and he was getting an extension, he ended up getting an extension, but the Giants were going for him pretty hard. I would not be surprised if you see Garrett end up in New York next season. And that's just how I feel about that. Honestly, the guy had to go. It's been how many years now of the Cowboys with a decent team not getting very far. Anywho, I did say we weren't going to talk basketball or hockey today, but just a couple of quick stories. Um, one, of course, being the uh, the Clippers, who faced a lot of booze this weekend after getting blown out by the Grizzlies. Um, that was very much deserved. Uh, because they're just not a great team right now. Vince Carter became the first NBA player to play in four different decades. Congratulations, Vince. That should be an Athlete of the Week award, but I do have a better one to hand out. 
Uh, and for hockey, the Canadians signed Ilya Kovalchuk this weekend. Uh, many of you will remember him as that player who decided to leave in his prime to go play in Russia and then came back and has been pretty terrible. Uh he had uh, he was having some okay season with the Kings, whatever. He's a cheap option for the Canadians who are just looking for whatever they can to stay relevant. Honestly, I don't think it's going to mean much, but whatever. Uh, and then the other big story, the Capitals. So I, I got to talk about this, even though I hate the Washington Capitals. Capitals were losing 4-2 to the Sharks, right? Uh, I think it was Logan Couturier, right? Couturier scores an uh, uh, empty netter. With uh, just a minute left on the clock, the score was 4-2. to two. The, the Capitals' Twitter put up a thing that said, you know, at Katorski, you know, that's it. He seals it for the Sharks. 4-2 Sharks, blah, blah, blah. Capitals lose. Oh, well, ho-hum. Doesn't matter. In that last minute, wouldn't you know, the Capitals score two goals in 45 seconds, tie it up, and then win it in overtime. And all the Sharks Twitter can do is just put up an emoji that's rolling its eyes like, uh, again? Well, you know, that's what happens when you forget that the Capitals are really good this season and the Sharks are not really good this season. Uh, so, sorry, San Jose, but uh, really poop the bed on that one. The uh, the last thing I want to talk about is our Athlete of the Week. And remember, not all athletes have to be athletes. I guess it should just be changed to person. But I like Athlete of the Week better. Today I'm going with David Stern. Uh, many of you know David Stern passed away this week. And, of course, we extend our uh, condolences to his friends and family and to the rest of the NBA and players who knew him, coaches and, and, and other personnel who, who were involved in his life. Um, David Stern was the NBA commissioner from 1984 to 2014, 30 years. And during that time, the NBA changed a lot. We're talking about the days of Michael Jordan, the commercialization, the globalization of the game. We're all done under him as the as the commissioner of the sport. And honestly, I, I think that's, that's huge. The fact that he was in the position for so long is big, for one. But the fact that he... he was there to help the game change and grow and turn into the, the economic powerhouse that it is today. I mean, the NBA is becoming more popular than baseball. Globally, it's more popular than football um, and could really be a continuing force of nature in the United States and beyond. Uh, and that's really all with him under it. You know, no disrespect to, um, to, to the current commissioner who's uh, Adam Silver. Um, but the, what what Stern did was huge for the NBA. So got to got to give credit to his family um, and friends and, and all those stuff. Uh, all right, with that, we're going to end the show today. Want a special thanks, of course, to Johanna Drago. She is the content editor, logo designer, and set designer of this podcast. The music you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. Special thanks, as usual, to our social media warriors, Mary Kay Albert, Joe Calabro. By the way, special thanks, of course, to Joe, uh, Joe Calabro and um, uh, Jorge Pares and Scott Roberts for all being on the show last week and giving us their insight. And um, anybody else to thank? Myself? I'm awesome. I'm just kidding. I'm not awesome. I'm terrible. Anyway, so if you like what you heard today, remember you can find us on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, or the Google or, or the uh, Facebook. Just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. You can email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Plus, I have a new podcast coming out. Uh, well, it's already out. Big Spoon, Little Spoon, Volume 2 is going to be filmed very soon and released 
uh, within starting within the next month. So uh, big spoon, little spoon, you can go back and catch up. It's me and my buddy. We just talk random random things. We pull topics out of hats. It's really fun. Uh, so yeah, and then um, that's it. So like, comment, share, Twitter, and email me because I want to hear all of your sweet sensual voices in my inbox you know what just email me so i don't have to hear any of that stuff i just said shoot me an email sports 3x podcast at gmail.com again sports 3x podcast at gmail.com with that i'm gonna get out of here because it's sunday and apparently i start a new job tomorrow so yippee thanks for joining us everybody we'll see you all next week Caw-caw!